Today's guests are Queso and his friend Gustavo. Gustavo is a professor at the local university and the local junior college. He studied anthropology and archaeology and has gone on many awesome adventures. Let's all welcome Queso and Gustavo. But uh, like this, I don't know. Okay. I can see you. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Well, we're rolling. So thank you for coming, first of all. I want to thank you. All right, no problem. I'm yeah. here to see what I could contribute to. Yeah, know? yeah, anything goes here. So whatever you guys want to talk about. Hell yeah. Thank, and then I'll shout out Queso for, for bringing Gustavo on. Yes, sir. So um, I understand that you're a professor. You said at Evergreen and at San Jose State. Yeah, that's right. I, I, uh, I've been teaching at uh, Evergreen for 20, since 2015 and at State, San Jose State for um, 2018. So, wow. Yeah, I've been. Uh, do you enjoy it? I do. I, I really like uh, the, um, the idea that you could uh, share with the students, uh, you know, some knowledge or about what I do and also my perspective on things and, and teach them about how to think critically. Yeah. So, what is your perspective on things that you enjoy teaching them, teaching your students? Uh, just to mainly list, be able to learn how to listen, mm -hmm. listen uh, and, uh, about others, right? Like if you ask a question about who, you, where are you from, they're gonna tell you where they're from, and then you, you want to listen more yeah, than, of course. than just. <clears throat> and when you listen, I think you, you you're learning. Yeah. Instead of um, mainly you doing all the talking. Yeah, that reminds me of a, of a quote, like, I don't know about you guys, when you guys were growing up with your parents and stuff, they're yelling at you, but you also want to get your point across as of why you're, maybe you don't agree with why you're getting in trouble, but your parents are like, no, listen to me. You know, when you're talking, you're not listening. I feel like that's a really big problem nowadays with the younger kid, like the younger group, they want to speak, but nobody really wants to listen to each mm -hmm. other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, listening, it's a big part of learning. Yeah, uh, of course. You, you um, often... I want to just think about stuff, but uh, listening about and learning from others, mm -hmm. it takes a skill, I think, of um, being, and when I say listening, it's about considering, being like about people's perspective, mm -hmm. um, acknowledging their, wh who they are, um, and, and considering a lot more than just like listening, like really empathy, like empathy also. There's hearing and there's listening. Listening wow. is really taking in what someone's saying, and hearing is more like, yeah, I hear you, but listening is really taking in what they say. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that, that's part of it. And then mainly also I like to, what the question about why I like to teach is it's um, you, you have people in the classroom, and what I like to teach them is um, – in this case, it's about anthropology, right? Mm -hmm. How uh, you could use anthropology to solve problems of okay. um, art. It could be anything in terms of like, uh, let's say, if you want to understand homelessness, for example, mm -hmm. you you could use anthropology to understand homelessness. Yeah, you know, um, and also when when I when I said about what I said about listening, you could listen to people's stories. Mm -hmm why they became homeless, yeah. you know, and things like that. So um, it could be anything, like in terms of um, understanding 
how you throw away the food, like what are you throwing away? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, garbage, what kind of garbage are you throwing away? Okay. And, and it, it, you could analyze it through yeah. anthropology, okay. like looking at collecting the data, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at, oh, am I throwing a lot more plastic and I'm throwing things that could be recycled. Mm-hmm. But also, you could collect that data and really understand a community. Really? Uh, about how they're wasting, what they're throwing away, and also what they're consuming. Really? Yeah. It, and excuse me if it's a bad question, but um, do, do like people use anthropology to study different um, like societies? Yeah. Okay. It's a contemporary societies or... Um, Past societies, really? Um, yeah, it's it's really a a, a, a discipline that um, it's about understanding humanity okay. from way back into when we why who we are. Like, how do we became who we are? Right? Mm-hmm. There's a process, right? If you look back, you could actually start. Um, you have to collect information, right? Okay and bipedalism, like mm-hmm. speech, when did humans started to um, develop speech, right? Really? A- and you could ask those questions and you have to look for evidence. Mm-hmm. And that evidence is in fossilized, maybe a record, in the fossilized record. Really? In different parts of the world. That's awesome. um, and things like that, you could do, uh, that's why I think anthropology is really a, a good you could apply it to anything, communication. Um, so, but okay. that's what why I like to teach because I think students, or just um, they could learn some about anthropology and they could probably use it in the future. Mm-hmm. Even though if they're not going to become an anthropologist, they could use some of the methods that anthropologists use to understand societies. Okay. And what's, what's the, the difference between anthropology and the archaeology? You said it was a sub A, sub- a subfield. A subfield, yeah. yeah. So what's the similarity between them both, if there's well, one? Well, there's a, um, anthropology is uh, like the umbrella, right? And it has subfields. Like it has um, biological anthropology, which is, looks at the human evolution, right? Okay. Uh, bio, bio aspect of humanity. Um, and then we have also... Linguistics, when linguistics look at the, uh, like semantics of, of language, like okay. how language changes, or they also recover, let's say, I wanna say, uh, language has been, that has disappeared or is not longer spoken, but you could actually reconstruct language, right? And mm-hmm. that's linguistics. Um, and also, you could also use social, uh, cultural anthropology, which mainly looks at, it's like, it's about the understanding of societies uh, through like contemporary societies, like how they're, uh, you could look at their political, um, let's say uh, their political organization, how they're political organized, politically organized. And you could understand that Mm -hmm. through social cultural anthropology by analyzing or talking to people, right? But archaeology looks at, um, uh, understands cultural through the material record that we leave behind, like garbage that we throw away. Uh, Like it could be, if you, archaeologists 
often run into garbage pits mm -hmm. and that garbage has a lot of information about yeah. past societies. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, the difference is that um, um, we look at the material record. Archaeologists mm -hmm. look at the material record to understand society. Okay. It doesn't mean that you, it's a, it, it, it has to be a um, prehistoric or it, it could be a contemporary society that you could okay. understand through looking at the material record. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. And um, what was it like studying archaeology in Central America? Oh, well, that was really uh, revealing to me because um, I'm from... Guatemala. I uh, I grew up there. I was I I came here when I was thirteen, in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Um, and when I came here, the, it was different a different world, right? Yeah. I, I had to learn the language. I had to learn many things, like how to communicate with friends, mm -hmm. make new friends. Of course. I learned how to navigate neighborhoods you know like yeah. i didn't know anything like i came and just i can only imagine <laughs> i feel like it might be easier when people because i have friends that immigrated from mexico and they came here like oh I, I was here when i was five years old i feel like when you're five you know you go to kindergarten you're a lot more outgoing as a as a child you know and it's probably a lot easier to just find your groove mm -hmm. but i feel like since you came in later was that harder um it was it was hard you know it was hard but i think at the same time uh um we we're so happy that we yeah. were here. Oh yeah! In a way, uh, we we made it, we were with my bro my dad and my mom, and and I think it, it made it easier to and family support. You know, like yeah. uh, my cousins, and they were really so they brought that support, comfort, um, and they they were teaching us things, right? Yeah. So, and I was going to school, but I how I when I I got into like. Um, they say Evergreen because I went to Evergreen. I graduated from Mount Pleasant. Okay, me too. And I, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Mount Pleasant it was really, really key to, to my success. Really? Yeah, because I mean I learned a lot of things there. Mm -hmm. I learned English there. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. and I moved into. Uh, well, I went to Evergreen, and it was not easy, but uh, it took me a while. But I always kept going. Yeah. I never really, left college even though there were hard times there were mm -hmm. thing, times that where I, I didn't I didn't complete things right? yeah. I didn't I didn't finish classes but even though I didn't finish I always kind of kept going back yeah and so when I learned about uh, anthropology was at Evergreen okay I took a class there with uh, a professor uh, Villarreal okay and uh, uh, he it, well, I took the class with the first anthropology, and it really made sense to me. Mm -hmm. that, so in a way, I was already practicing anthropology because when you move from one place to another one, in my case, to a new country where they speak a different language, mm -hmm. I'm already kind of trying to learn how that society works. Yeah. Even though I didn't know what anthropology was, I was already practicing anthropology. Mm -hmm. I learned the language. A lot of anthropologists when they go and work other places, they need to learn that language from that particular place they're gonna study or they're gonna learn about. People that go into Mexico, yeah. they need to learn either the indigenous language from that area or Spanish. Mm -hmm. 
in my case, I learned English. Yeah. And, and I... And when, when I learned about anthropology, anthropology made sense, and I'm like, wow, you could really help people mm -hmm. uh, with anthropology. You could do change policies. You could do all kinds of things. Social work, like social justice work, right? So when I uh, learned about anthropology, I, uh, um, I took a trip down to a good friend of mine, went down to uh, Yucatan Peninsula in really? Mexico. And we, we, we backpacked pretty much through all the Mayan ruins. Wow. A few, a few of them. There's tons of them. But we, we, we went to a few uh, places like mm -hmm. Chichen Itza down in, the, in uh, the Yucatan Peninsula. Also went to Uxmal, Palenque. It's in Chiapas. And we went and crossed into Guatemala or Guatemala, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and... When we, I got back from that trip, uh, they, I, uh, I asked myself, like, because I saw a lot of people doing archaeology mm -hmm. and moving, just cutting grass. Really? Man. You know, like they were maintaining the site. Yeah. And, and I was like, I, I would like to do something. I don't care if I'm just picking up garbage, but I would like to do something. Uh, just close that, to that. Yeah, to archaeology. I, I, I don't care what I do, but I, I want to do something like that. And my friend said, you know, why don't you do it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> and then when I, 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 so I said, well, maybe I should do it. And, and also the, your experiences when early on also have an impact on you, right? Um, now that I look back is that uh, my, my uh, uncle used to till the land Okay. And used to come across artifacts, you know, um, ceramic from mm -hmm. from what from that area, mm -hmm. in the Pacific Coast, right? And and he he would show it to us. Actually, he passed not too long ago, and mm -hmm. he was a great influence. He was a great uncle, um, and uh, he was. So I didn't know about archaeology then either. When yeah. I was a little kid, I was just like, but when I went on that trip. And came back. Um, I, already, I already had taken anthropology then. I went on that trip. And then I just talking like we're doing now, just saying, and my friend said, well, you, why don't you do it? Okay. Yeah. So I started to, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, my major was going to be anthropology. Mm -hmm. So I started collecting all the units, right? Like it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, you need to collect all the units. And I end up. I end up uh, uh, getting enough units, and I apply to to uh, Berkeley, and I apply to to UC Santa Cruz. Awesome. And I didn't get into Berkeley, but I did get into UC Santa Cruz. Nice. And then I he was went, a banana slug. Too. Yeah, banana, banana slug, slug. Uh, and, and I became a banana slug. That's I right. actually went to go visit him one time yeah. in his dorm. Really? Yeah. 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 What was that like, man? I mean. You know, seeing seeing somebody from our from our group, mm -hmm. you know, like going going to a to to a legit college, you know, yeah. like you know, <laughs> we were like skateboarding in the streets, and now this guy's all like in his own dorm, yeah, in the woods, yeah, and yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, we, yeah, that was, <laughs> I remember that time, yeah, that's, cool. that's another story too, like, uh, well, I'm, I'll finish that and I'll tell you another story, but uh, 
The idea is that uh, I was able to mainly uh, I got into uh, okay I finished and I get this letter from UC Santa Cruz mm -hmm. and they said we're in a video right from saying yes you accept we accept you you could come uh, I think it was the spring or something like that uh, or the fall yeah the fall and and I said yes why not right that, yeah. and I got this opportunity to go to UC Santa Cruz and I was into it was I got into the anthropology department there where kind of solidify my I don't know like this is what I wanted to do but but how I got into archaeology is because I I went to a field school when you go when you you're into anthropologists and you could do a field school for any 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 major right mm -hmm. you it's mainly a, a hands-on yeah you go to a field school in this case it was for archaeology and I went to Belize. Really? Belize was, if you know the history of Belize, is Belize was also Mayan. Okay. It was, uh, there's Mayan, they're still there now wow. uh, that they live there. Mm -hmm. and, and well, there's still people there. They're still, the oh. Mayans have never gone away. Really? Oh, I didn't know <laughs> Mayans that. Mayans are, 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 are there now. They're, I'm a descendant yeah. of uh, Mayans. Oh, pretty, yeah, pretty um, much. He but, looks uh, like a Mayan, dude. His, his brother, his older, his one of his older brothers, his nickname is Maya. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, that's cool. You know, they, yeah, they call uh, uh, Maya. But the the idea is that they're still here. They're uh, they're still uh, with us in Guatemala and Chiapas, mm -hmm. south of Mexico. There's a big population there, big population in Belize. So Belize has Mayan ruins. Okay. And a lot of field schools go to Belize. Like oh, a lot of, a lot there. of, yeah, it's, they go there. And so I went to a talk, right, when I was at UC Santa Cruz, and they said uh, um, that uh, they were going to go to Belize to mm -hmm. excavate a pristine site. They called it like a site that nobody has really done any research, right? Really? So it's untouched pretty much? Yes, it was untouched. Um, so I said, Wow, that's a good opportunity, and and I talked to the person that was running the the the, the field school. He told me you, you could come if yeah. you apply. It costs money because it's also expensive, you know. Uh, but uh, I was able to. That's another story. Financially, I was uh -huh. like, oh, how do I do this? Yeah, and because I'm not, I'm working, but I'm not making enough money, right? Yeah. So I end up borrowing some money. And I went to the field school. And while I was in the field school, we were excavating a 900 a, uh, 8 AD site, like a really old site. Wow. And this is in Belize? This is in Belize, a Mayan site. It had like a plaza. It had a pretty big, uh, uh, I don't want to call them temples. I don't want to call them buildings, I say okay. buildings, but they were elite buildings. The one that we were excavating were elite buildings. Wow. That um, so it housed the, the elite, right? Mm -hmm. uh, also, like like whoever was um, I don't want to say prince, but whoever was like in charge, yeah, they stayed there. Yeah, okay. the family that was mainly controlled, maybe okay. something, right? Like an economy or something that they had. So they lived there, but uh, what? 
when we were excavating, at the bottom we found a, a grinding stone, like a, you know, to process food. Mm -hmm. And it looked like something like my grandma had in her kitchen. Really? In, in, uh, in Guatemala. You know, it was like a long, we call it in, in, in Espanol, we call it a, a brazo, like an arm. Yeah. But uh, we hear in, Spanish, in English, they call it a pestle. Okay. Uh, and um, it's to grind. In that case, it was to grind corn in Guatemala Makes or sense. any okay. other thing. But um, so when I found that, I said, wait a minute, my culture goes back to ancient times. Yeah. And, and so that, when I was talking to archaeologists there, the, the principal archaeologist there that was conducting the research, he said, maybe you should be an archaeologist. I think you'd be a great archaeologist. So, and I happen to believe that. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It, it, you're like, okay. And then I started to learn more about it. Um, and it really, that experience, right? Like uh, going on that trip, uh, going into UC Santa Cruz, going to Belize to do the field school mm -hmm. and l thinking about my uncle giving me, uh, showing us artifacts. Yeah. And actually my mom later uh, brought me some artifacts that my uncle found. Really? And, and they were just ceramic stuff, you know, broken yeah. ceramic, but it's, you know, so all that. And I, now I'm an archaeologist, like uh, I practice archaeology. Yeah. So it was just like a journey in a way, yeah. right? Like things that, uh, that influence my decision to, yeah. to become an archaeologist, mm -hmm. but it was just a learning process. I, I love mean, how organically it happened though. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, with people that, you know, go to, that uh, end up getting degrees, like most people, it doesn't happen that, that that organically like most people have to really do the research like oh i want to do this and this but i felt like since the beginning with your uncle it kind of was just mapped out for you the whole mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. which i think is awesome yeah like i think um, a lot of things that we do it's because something has an influence uh, maybe you have it in you and, and it's just um and then you you express it right you end up doing more creative stuff or something yeah. i don't know but that that, that was really I, something that I and end up when I came back from from uh, Belize and I I finished at at uh, UC Santa Cruz. I uh, well, I used to work at FedEx. Oh, really? <laughs> I worked at FedEx for ten years. So, wow. and when I was my last year at uh, at UC Santa Cruz, I I decided not to. I decided to leave FedEx. I said, you know what? I'm in already. I'm in uh, UC Santa Cruz. I'm paying money to go yeah. to school, and I want to take full advantage of this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm a sec. I went and talked to an advisor. She said, "Are you sure you want to leave FedEx? Because, you know, I was already there for ten years. Already was had, you know, was there already a career yeah. there? Um, and she said, "Well, think about it." So, you know, and I said, "You know, I'm gonna leave FedEx." Nice. And I end up saying, you know what? I want to get into internships. Really? So I end up getting an internship, a, a internship in UC Santa Cruz. Uh, they, um, they were cur curating, and they have like a 
curation facility where they, they house artifacts. And I was helping them kind of organize the artifacts, making labels, pro like... Uh, documenting. Yeah, okay. documenting stuff about they, what they had. Nice. And I, I, that was another experience that also, wait a minute, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this, yeah. That's cool. And um, so Jose mentioned that you digged up, well, I guess it just that you did up, you digged up Mayans, but um, yeah, <laughs> not sorry. a Mayans, but yeah. uh, <laughs> Mayan so evidence, yeah, yeah so. evidence. But um, <laughs> what always what always boggled my mind is how good they were with astrology. Huh? Uh, uh, astrology. Yeah. Right. They they study like the planets and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Mayans are uh, really good at observing the celestial bodies yeah. and, and like they had calendars that were really precise and yeah. they had it what's the evidence show that they how they i know it's it might be hard but mm -hmm. no one really knows but what's the idea that people so like what's what do people suspect that their methods to making those calendars or even having the knowledge of the of space because i mean if you look yeah. down here there's not really much we could really do you know we don't have telescopes we don't have computers so how do they do that without modern technology? Well, it's just, uh, we, if you look at the Mayan, I mean, if you go to a place like they say, uh, Grant Ranch, okay. where I've been you there. get away from pollution, light pollution, mm -hmm. you see a lot of things, Yeah. right? So at that time, they didn't have light pollution. That's true. Right? Uh, yeah. They had, it was pitch black, mm -hmm. and there were people were, specialized they were trained mm -hmm. they, you know we often think that early civilizations weren't they didn't have schools or people weren't really taught to they had higher education you know really? they, had, they because they you pass down knowledge mm -hmm. and they were taught to look at the stars and yeah. to keep time wow so uh they're still doing it i yeah. mean i have friends uh, um, that uh, are still keeping track of the the time through the old school way of doing it through using their hands right yeah. to be able to count they're really it's really that's, uh, that's uh, to use their hands to count and they could tell you they could count way back into the past through their using their digits you know like yeah. uh, so i think it's just knowledge that they gain throughout um time yeah uh, a, as they started to build their own observatories they, mm -hmm. there there is a lot of observatories that they had in and looking at the sunrise sunset mm -hmm. um, knowing which stars were at the at certain time of the year where they could plant because it was also the idea if you know the sky you could also yeah. predict when rain comes and things like really? that. It's just like a, being the weatherman, like what we have today. Yeah. They have, they still have it. They do it old school. Wow. And without satellites, now we do have satellites, yeah. right? And, and things like that, it helps us view, even now with the new technology, exoplanets, yeah. right? Like yeah. they're trying to, but uh, they were just really great mathematicians, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that they were able to keep track of the days and. And Interesting. Yeah, it boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. It, it is something that it's wow. It's a, it's fascinating it once is. you get into and, and talk to people that people uh, uh, are doing it now. They're yeah. keeping track of uh, the time. And then with, timekeepers, with, they call them timekeepers. Uh, that's really the, their name. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, in English, it's timekeepers. Yeah. But 
what trips me out too is that um sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. But um dang, I forgot. Dang, oh my bad. It'll come to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh so um Jose also mentioned that you made some archaeological findings in the Bay Area. Yeah, actually, um, well, uh, I've been part of um, archaeological, um, let's say, uh, excavations uh, down in Castroville. Uh, we, well, they, they, as a team, we went in because we, uh, a farmer found a mammoth. No way. Mammoth. It turned out to be... 23,000 years old, and it was on Artichoke Farm. Mm -hmm. If you've been to Cast, yeah, I think it's Castroville. On the way to Monterey, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Yeah. Monterey. They there's a bunch of like I don't know if you've been to like like the main strip of Castroville. Never. I've only ever passed through. You say Castroville? Yeah, I think it's Castroville. Yeah, artichokes. The the artichoke Mm -hmm. uh, capital of the world. Yeah. So the farmer was just kind of. was cutting down the this side of a hill mm-hmm. because he wanted to expand the, the, the place where you wanted to you know just plant or harvest artichokes. So when he was um, great, like taking down a piece of, I mean flattening or grinding down, I guess if you want to say that, uh, with a kind of like a bulldozer. Really. And um, he hits something right he didn't mm-hmm. know what it was but uh, um and then he gets off his this is what i heard i wasn't there but uh the story goes that he hits something he doesn't know what it is but it, it's he knows that it's something important but also and then he ends up calling a, fr- a friend of mine that he's a, a state archaeologist and um he goes there and then he looks at the what he this guy hit with the machine, and it was a tusk. Wow! It was a tusk, and there was all kinds of like debris mm-hmm. around, and it was the ivory. Oh! It was like because I went there after a, a, like a, a week after to look at it, and it was only about I want to say 10 percent of the mammoth. Wow! There were all the other stuff. Who yeah. knows what happened to it? Mm-hmm. The head, the skull was not there. Or the wow. cranium was not there. How lo- how large was the was the tusk? How long? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. Twenty three inches or something like that. That's pretty big. I don't know. I I, I can't. Remember, but I, something like that. It is. Uh, I forget how how old was the the uh, actual mammoth, but um, it was um, not a woolly mammoth. Oh, okay. There's different kind of mammoths. There's a ki- different kinds of Got mammoths. It. This okay. is a like a less hairy mammoth, like okay. almost like an elephant. Okay, so pretty close, like a cousin or something. Yeah, it, they're cousin. But the idea is that it's not. It was not a hairy. Those like it. the woolly mammoth because yeah. they're more in the like tundra. Yeah, like ice, right? Yeah, like Siberia or something mm-hmm. like that. You find these ones are more adapted to this area, this to this, to this, to the Bay Area. Yeah. So. They, uh, yeah, so I, I was mainly the, uh, I was, um, in that project, I was an illustrator. Okay. Like the project illustrator. So I illustrated the the bones and everything. Wow. Uh, in place, right? They call mm-hmm. it in, in situ. Yeah. In place. And I will just 
measured. I would talk to the people that were excavating, and I would, okay, and then I would just draw things all day. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Because um, if I wanted to be in like like a, remember uh, uh, Mr. Lillo or something? Mr. Lillo? Is, was he uh, um, mm -hmm. uh, graphic designing? Is mm. it Mr. Lillo? No, that was no. not Mr. Lillo. No, that was Neil. Mr. Neil. Mr. Neil. Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't know. No, you don't know. He was like, at Mount Pleasant. Mr. Neil, no. I don't know. He was, he was, he was graphic. Gone. He, he was, was graphics. Graphic. Yeah. yeah. A graphic design. Like, I don't know, because we have a graphic design. It's not really a, a good, just only graphic design. It's called multimedia now. Oh. Okay. But it's graphic design, um, Photoshop, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's more media. Uh, yeah, okay. So we had actually... Um, silk screen, mm -hmm. kind of. Okay, so that so the back you, in the day, I guess. yeah, because that's the same teacher, but we don't do. Uh, they didn't do the silk screen. They actually just did heat press. Oh. So okay. that was probably the teacher before the one that is there now. Yeah. Because mm. when so, you guys went, it was what in nineties, right? Yeah, hey man, stop dating us, man. I don't know. Ninety four. Well, that was ninety four. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the teacher that's there now. Nineties technology. He's probably been there since. Uh, to the early 2000s, so that's probably a teacher before him that, yeah. that was him. Well, okay. Mr. Neil, right? I was, I used to like, well, I still like to draw, and so, yeah. you know, I, they saw that I had the skill to draw, and so yeah. they end up saying, because I did some drawings before for a different project, and mm -hmm. the guy that saw my drawing said, no, Gustavo was the one, the, the, the right guy, guy yeah, yeah, to do this, and then he ended up saying, okay, so you're going to do that. You'll be the project illustrator for this, That's and cool. so I ended up doing that. So um, it took us a while to do it uh, to be able to kind of find uh, pretty much about fifteen percent. Wow! But what happened to the rest is that's still an ongoing thing, or uh, well, mm -hmm. I don't think we'll ever find out. But we can uh, think about why do you think that? Yeah, scavengers, right? Oh, the, maybe, yeah. Uh, that was a mud, mud mud flats back in the day. Okay, so. This probably got this uh, mammoth got stuck there, oh. and maybe all the other rest of it was pulled away yeah. by scavengers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe people. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah. we didn't find any evidence of any butchering. Really? So that's another. Even with bones, you can you can oh. um, map that out. Yeah, you could really? actually. Th that's a, you look at. Um, it's called a taphonomy. Mm -hmm. Taphonomy is the study of. How what what happens to the bones when they decompose, right? That's There's cool. a whole study about that. Like wow. people could, you were telling me when they specialize on mm -hmm. the shmi, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a subject matter expert. Yeah, nice. so they could specialize on taphonomy, and they could see like, oh, wait a minute, I see that they were cutting here. Uh, they were using a stone tool, or, okay. or they could, you know, they could identify things and they could write it up in a report, but. So far, mm -hmm. there hasn't been any marks of stone tools. Okay. Or, so we don't know if it was people, but at this time, no. Yeah. There was, we found hair. Really? Yeah, hair. It was preserved that long? Yeah, it wow. was preserved hair. So they trying to extract um, DNA, but they haven't been successful. They have mm -hmm. other samples, but they're going to see if they could come out with maybe... That's DNA. very cool. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of. I don't know the name of the canyon, but it's it's by Bakersfield, but um, it's very. It, it was deep when it was covered in water, but now it's just canyons. But I guess it's a very it's a hot spot to find megalodon teeth. 
But I think it's wild that of all places the Megalodon has been through is Bakersfield. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it, all this was underwater at yeah. one point. So That's what's cool about Monterey. Like Once you drive into Monterey, you just see sand dunes. But at one point, that's all, all water. water. And there's a really big canyon in Monterey as well. Well, look at Alum Rock. Have that you, was water you hike, oh, yeah. Uh, if you look around the rocks, you find yeah. little, you see little evidence of fossilized things. That's, yeah, I never looked like that, but next time I go, yeah. I'm going to take look a around, look. You, you'll see it. So that was underwater before. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's that whole idea of tectonic plates, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they're still moving now. Yeah. And Pangea. That's just crazy that the Earth does all that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, he also uh, Jose also mentioned that you were a translator. Yeah, uh, I've uh, been doing. See again, mm-hmm. something that I did for myself, for mm-hmm. my mom. Mm-hmm. Can't like things that we do, and then we could use them as a tool to re- rescue the past. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, I translate documents like from, um, as you know, the history of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first, um, like, I want to say, people that moved here was from Spain, right? Not they were already living in here. Like they moved from like uh, Zacatecas, mm-hmm. and they came here, and they settled here, and they developed. You know, there was it was New Spain first. Yeah. And then became Mexico, like in 1821. Mm-hmm. So, and what all those records, right? All those records from like 1769 to 1848, mm-hmm. they're all in Spanish. Early part mm-hmm. of San Jose, right? That San Jose was established in 1777. Yeah. And Mission, uh, Mission Santa Clara mm-hmm. was also established at the same time. And then we have early missions also, like at Mission Dolores, like early, um, like 1769 mm-hmm. or something like that. So a lot of the records are still um, in archives. Really? And uh, so I uh, I learned how to do it. That's I learned cool. how to uh, transcribe and, and, you know, from, because it's a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And you transcribe that information into, well, we, we could use a Word document. Yeah. Into, okay, so transcribe it, and then you you, you modify it into modern Spanish. Okay. And then into English. So you have, mm-hmm. like... A lot of trans- steps. The steps yeah. to do it, you know. And so I have, uh, yeah, it's so much information in there that uh, we often don't hear and yeah. like we don't see it on the textbooks we don't see it on it's because it's hitting it's in spanish yeah. and yeah. a lot of people have really have yeah they, they've been trans- there's some translations out there but uh there's a lot more that we yeah uncover and maybe i look at native uh well in this case the uh, uh, californian indians mm-hmm perspective to history right so i i I look for clues of how they were negotiating their identity how they were able to because they were missionized Mm -hmm. their land were actually where this was 
Ohlone land. Yeah. Right? That mm-hmm. All these houses, is on, they're on top of Ohlone land. Yeah. And that was never, see- like, it was not given. No. It's it unceded t- yeah. uh, territory, right? Yeah. They were, it was taken away mm-hmm. from, from the Ohlone. Uh, and so um, my goal is to be able to recover those, that information and uh, wor- work along with, um, let's say, the Ohlone to, you know, um, not teach them about their history, but show them, like, this is what I've been, I see. Yeah. You know, because a lot of those individuals that are in those documents mm-hmm. are probably family members that, that oh, yeah. go back to that time. Right? Yeah. So it's, uh, so a lot of those documents go back to, you see a lot of things of, uh, you know, interactions between the Pueblo and the mission. Also, and those are different, those are different, um, not different things, I know obviously they're different things, but it's different, um, I'm trying to think, like those are different like politics, I guess. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, the missionaries had control of land, okay. and then at one point they had a lot of land, and the idea was that they were going to give it back to the Ohlone or the California oh. Indians, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, it was not given back to them. Oh. It was the people that were the elite mm-hmm. individuals from the Pueblo mm-hmm. who started to get land grants. Really? And those land grants was vast amount of land yeah. that was given to them. And the economy back in, in at that time is was um, cattle, right? Cattle yeah. was a big, really big industry. Yeah. If you had cattle, you were wealthy, mm-hmm. right? So in the whole talo, and we could think about the hides. Yeah. It was a, you do a no plastic. It. We had yeah. no plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I translate documents from that, and I contextualize a lot of the, 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 the history, and, and, and I'm still doing that, um, something that, and it's an endless. There's so much information. Because you know, there's so much. You yeah. know? But I, I wanna there's something that I wanna keep doing. Yeah. That was kinda what, what I learned in at San Jose State. Mm-hmm. I, I that was I don't know, somehow it turned out actually I had a, an advisor that said, Maybe you should look into the documents and really so I translated some documents and resistant leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know do you know any leaders? Of the Ohlone, uh, no, I don't. Or the uh, of this area that I don't. No. That's why, because yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> no, he but was. He was right. He was. He was yeah, governor. Governor. But back yeah. in 1789, I don't know who was um, the leader. No. It'd be cool to, to like find the bloodline, you know, of, of who's yeah, who's part uh, of it now. So that's the that's the idea to work and, and find out those connections and understand yeah. that period and then really. Um, because there's a lot of evidence that we have, like archaeologists have been finding things, but mm-hmm. they don't really have the, I mean, uh, the documents that back, yeah, and say a little bit more of that story or that, that you know, what does it mean? What, who was this this individual that lived here? And there, and that information that's in those documents. Yeah. So the idea is to, to. Um, yeah, so I've been doing That's translations cool. like that. What's cool is, what's crazy is that imagine what isn't recorded or what 
happened before they decided, hey, let's record what happens. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. Well, it, it's um, a lot of this that you're doing is is that yeah. you know it's like recordings that people could go back to and it's yeah. some evidence or that uh, thinking process of mm-hmm. this time or something yeah. that, like that. And then they, people, if you still they still all these recordings still around, people are gonna look back and like, yeah, what the hell they're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and so since you you've actually like seen firsthand, not firsthand, but You've studied like pretty much evolution of, of humans, right? Do you think that, um, or even evolution of societies? But do you think that human evolution stopping? Or oh Do you no. think it's it's well, it's still moving? No, it's still moving. I think uh, uh, evolution is not going to stop yeah. because my people think that maybe. What do you think? Do you think I, that I don't know. Stop, I'm in a gray area. I feel maybe technology might stop. Maybe it might slow it down, since you know automation. You know now cars will drive themselves. We have there's no need for humans to. I mean with AI, they're gonna build the cars. You know like mm-hmm. what what's gonna be the new necessity for humans? Obviously we're very smart as creatures. You know we could do a lot, but what is like the next step? I guess like the next major step. Because if mm-hmm. you and when I say next step, I mean from like the like the Homo erectus to now, like what's going to be that next big evolutionary jump? Well, there's got to be a, I don't know. There's so many things that you could think about. I I think that evolution still goes on. If you look at people that live in high altitudes, Mm -hmm. um, they have, they had just moved there like like 10,000 years ago. Let's say people that live in the Andes, for example, Mm -hmm. people that have changed their, um, they have a different way of living in those in those environments that they, they could. Let's say if you go to those environments, you have to adapt uh, or yes. acclimate to those. Mm-hmm. They already they don't do need to do that because they have the long capacity, right, to to be able to do that to yeah. be able to live in those places. Uh, or so they are adapted to that those places. But um, I think. Um, uh, if you look at other species, right? Like that's a, what's, what's also we have to see how other species have adapted, even plants, right? Really? If we look at plants, how they... And I was just, I heard on the radio that certain plants, you could uh, understand how they've been adapted to different types of environments and you because they move around also. Really? You know, like they, they might not be here. They were here before, let's say, in... South California, uh, let's say in South California, but uh, now they're like in North California. So mm-hmm. This for for example, but, but uh, they move around because of um, they need to survive, and mm-hmm. they're capable of doing that. Um, and also, just fish. There's how they've been adapting yeah. to maybe climate change and things like that. Huh? Yeah, I think it just had to be a, a major catastrophe that <laughs> it would make us have to uh, adapt to right? see something that I don't know, like uh, to be able to or move to a different environment and we might develop different attributes. Yeah, like I don't know, like if we move to Mars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is it that you need to survive there? Yeah. I don't know. Like the the whole idea is that to call the idea of colonizing Mars, right? Mm-hmm. The living there. What about if you? Because when you move a group of people, right, they have 
you know, specific DNA and you move that group of people to a different place, they take with them that specific DNA. Yeah. In that, whatever they have, and if they, they, they start mating, right? And mm-hmm. then gonna, you're going to have that specific DNA in that area, right? So I'm thinking if you have, you choose a big people from Earth and go to Mars mm-hmm. and they create a whole community there. Yeah. And, and they're able to adapt and live on, on, on Mars, you're going to see something different, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, something like that has yeah. to happen, I think, to But evolution is still happening, I think. It's, but there's evidence that evolution okay. happens. Um, maybe we, we, we don't see it day to day, but maybe 10 years if you look at specific species, they're changing and they're adapting to that specific environment. Yeah. I don't know, something yeah. like that. What do you think? Man, I don't know, man. You don't know? No. Evolution, humanity, I don't know. We're still gonna be we're still gonna be here. Yeah. What well, who knows, right? Yeah. Because the idea is that if you look at the uh, uh, let's say Homo erectus mm-hmm. or the Neanderthal. Yeah. They're no longer here, but they they have. Um, let's say. Uh, mate with Homo, homo sapiens, and so there's a, a certain percentage of DNA from the Neanderthal and certain populations of humans, right? Yeah. But their species, the idea is that they're no longer here. Past species mm. of homo genus they're no longer here they were not successful mm-hmm. can the same thing happen to, to us. homo sapiens mm. right uh, mm-hmm. because of the way that we are influence the mm-hmm. the environment and yeah. things like that right can something like that create something that we won't be able to survive you know, it's things like it's, there's many variables. I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. That, that that it it's possible, right? That yeah. something I don't know. Another meteor could fall or something. The idea oh, of the like sixty-five years, million years ago, a meteor fell down and yeah. killed and this the the dinosaurs. Some think that well, the linkage between birds and dinosaurs, right? That maybe they got smaller. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> the idea of like because they link a lot of like the chickens, yeah. like. I don't know. I see alligators, and I'm like, "There's no way yeah. that's not a dinosaur, or, or a dinosaur's long lost cousin." Like, right? Yeah. So they transform into something else. They're mm-hmm. able to survive in that specific environment because they're no longer big. They're not eating each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that they can't. The, that big size is not suitable for that environment at that mm-hmm. time when the the idea of the meteor falling on Earth. Right? Yeah. The theory behind that. Is that that environment was not suitable for them, so they didn't survive. But they evolved into something else, like yeah. a smaller version of that big dinosaur. Yeah. It's. <laughs> a, f- a friend of mine once told me that he watched a documentary, and they were it was about dinosaurs and why not only dinosaurs but why animals were so big in, in prehistoric times. I, I could be wrong the way I'm saying it, but the whole basis of it was that the carbon levels on the Earth were a lot higher or different than they are now, and that's why things were larger. Hmm. But I don't. I mean, hmm. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Carbon's kind of a hard, tricky one for me. But yeah, it, it, there's a lot of 
speculations, right? And then if you look at the evidence, again, through paleontology, but they use methods that archaeologists use, right, to be able to understand the evidence. We see something here. Mm -hmm. And if we could, it goes back to the whole idea of, like, observing, collecting, mm -hmm. and, and analyzing it and be able to say something because yeah. you have evidence, right? Yeah. Um, things like that. So uh, that's... And, an yeah. example of anthropology or archaeology. There was there was one question that I had that I didn't write down, but it's just a personal one. Do you do, do you think that megalodon is for real extinct, or do you think there could be one somewhere just lurking the ocean? <laughs> well, we don't know our oceans as well as right. Yeah. So, I I want to say yes, right? Like yeah. I, it could the possibility of mm -hmm. something being out there, but could it? If we don't know our, our, if we've never been to places or we haven't, we don't know our oceans well enough. Yeah. There's a lot of things that uh, uh, we don't know that they're there, species that we've never been close to it. Or I just went to Monterey and they, they have an exhibition of new species that they found mm -hmm. deep in the ocean. Yeah. That, you been there too lately, Monterey I Aquarium? Went, I went, not the aquarium. I think I went once uh, on my 17th birthday. That was the last time I went. Oh. Yeah. So it's been a couple I of years. I just went like about two weeks ago, and they they, they found new species of, yeah. of things that were down there, and they didn't know it was there down there. Yeah, and that's really close by. Yeah. yeah. We, we just don't. Hmm. Do you think we'll ever be able to explore oceans more? Do you think it's a, like a lack of um, technology that we can't, or that... It's just not the priority. Yeah, I think, uh, I think as we develop a new new technology, yeah. I think we're able to explore more, and also uh, people being trained and being curious enough to yeah to go down there. And yeah, there's there's push rocket, the there's rockets being deployed up in the air, right? How yeah. come we can't just throw a, a rocket full of people down into the ocean? Yeah, and then. Have the rocket come back up? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, they're, they're they're starting to look into those uh, um, those places, right? And that we often ignore, or I mean, yeah, marine biologists ignore or something. But uh, the technology, I think, has been uh, better, as we know. Things like archaeology would need technology, like mm -hmm. uh, lidar, right? Lidar technology has helped identify sites that we didn't even know were there really in large size like sites that are in the Olmec area or something yeah. like that that they're wait a minute look at this it's underneath the earth yeah but through the technology of lidar they are able to see it mm -hmm. and they don't really have to excavate no more really? too like, because why right because you that's another thing that about archaeology is destructive right now yeah and it destroys things and, and to, to find things right yeah, often um, when they find things, it's because also the construction, right, of okay. roads mm -hmm. or buildings, and they come across burials yeah. or structures, features, right? Yeah. Um, but um, technology, it's getting better, obviously. Um, our phones, like I, the, uh, iPhone has LiDAR. Really? Yeah, iPhone 12. Yeah has LiDAR, you could scan things and you could have a 3D image of that artifact or oh, that that's true. thing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but you have to have an app 
Apple doesn't provide you with the app, but if you could get like a third party app and you could scan things. Hmm. And it's nice. getting, it's here. It's like you're, it's all you there. It. Yeah. You have it in your back pocket. Like, we have, we have whole computers in our pockets at all times. Yeah. So things are, technology is giving us the tools to, to look mm -hmm. at, at places that we've never been before. Yeah. Like the satellite that, James Webb mm -hmm. satellite. It's looking at. It's it's uh, looking at exoplanets. They know that there's there are places in, the universe. That uh, my house, life right. Yeah. Uh, and now with this the, that satellite. They're gonna be able to, study those things and mm -hmm. so again right technology. Yeah. So the more that we develop that technology yeah, yeah. So. and uh i heard that you own a telescope yeah i use it's a cheap telescope oh really <laughs> um, what, what but it, it, it's able to see things like yeah, yeah. you don't need it well I, but it, yeah I, I i own a telescope actually somebody is going to borrow it tomorrow oh really, <laughs> oh, really? yeah um <laughs> yeah they they wanted to show their kids i guess some they want to go stargazing, That's and cool. they want to use it. And so I'm like, oh, go ahead. I don't even know the person, to tell the truth. It's like oh, one of really? those neighborhood apps. Oh, next door? Next door. Yeah, Someone next saying, door. saying, oh, anybody has a telescope? Mops, take it. Wow, Because nice. it's right yeah. there. You should say, bring me back some document. <laughs> I know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I own a, a telescope, you know, like I, I, um, I hope. I used to live right here on, uh, um, by Aborn and. Okay, so nearby. Okay, so I was taking an anthropology class at Evergreen. So you were right up the street from school. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, so, I had a telescope, not the one I have now, but I had a, you know, I had a, a small telescope. But from my window, mm -hmm. I was I was able to see, the moons of Jupiter. Really. And I was blown away. I wow. Let me tell you, like I just like didn't believe I was, I saw something. Yeah. And I, uh, I and I was taking that astronomy class, and then I went to the astronomy teacher, and I told him, I saw the moons of Jupiter. So you did from your window? <laughs> so yeah, I did. It's like, wow, that's really uh, amazing, you know. But um, yeah, you you, I've been a fan of like looking and yeah. Look up in the skies. I guess is uh, that the idea of like the ancestors, maybe the, yeah, the yeah. influence, and like we could see things, mm -hmm. and we don't really look up anymore. I no, guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, look, we look down at our phones. Oh now. yeah, that, that's maybe the evolution will get rid of our something, right? Yeah. Uh, the influence that we have just looking at our phones or something. Maybe. Uh, did your Did your Mayan research play a part in you wanting to buy a telescope? No, I use well. I think uh, why did I get into like buying a telescope? It's just uh, I think might might be the influence of like uh, the Mayan uh, looking at the sky up in the sky uh, yeah. and just observe things. You know, uh, you know they have uh, meteor showers one mm -hmm. here and there. You could go to the, because you know Evergreen has a uh, observatory. Yeah, you ever been in there? Yeah, really. Yeah, they 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 just had an event. Really? Um, 
at about, let me say April 22nd, the, the uh, it was Earth Day. Oh, so that was just a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a, a, a they opened it up to the public. Wow. And That's you, where you were, we were supposed to yeah. ride the bus to work or we have to ride the bike to work or. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you did? yeah. Yeah, Earth, you did? Earth, Earth Day, right? Yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to My take, daughter out, was, take out your, your car. Yeah, of the, but I, I did. You have to. Yeah, it's kind of hard, but uh, they opened it up for the public, and they had a discussion actually about uh, Mayan astronomy. Really, and several people they had. I should have invited you guys. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> next time, next, next time. time, next time they're gonna have more. Yeah, I'd love to and, go. Um, they had. A, I invited a friend from Guatemala mm -hmm. through Zoom because now we have this technology. Yeah. Again, the technology <laughs> providing this. This you know this connection with people that are in different places. You could talk to them uh, and learn from them. Mm -hmm. So they he gave a little uh, you know lecture about Mayan astronomy. Really? Yeah, that's cool. And so I think it's just uh, me wanting to look up in the skies and just yeah. something that I. It really makes me think because you know the way that the Egyptian pyramids are even built. Sometimes, I don't know what time of the year it is, but it'll, it'll line up with con the constellation. Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact name of the constellation. Orion. But Orion's Orion. belt. And I hate to get super um, in the deep water with this one, but there's a theory that, um, I'm not going to say aliens, but other beings from other planets, I guess aliens, yeah. they live in Orion's belt. And it's crazy that those three pyramids line up perfectly with them. Same thing with, um, you know, the Mayans and their astro um, astronomy, you know, right. interests. It makes me think maybe there's more in the sky than we than we know. Well, you know, there's that. There's a lot of that, and can they really verify that, right? Yeah. Uh, can can there's and it goes back to tangible, like information, right? Yeah. Uh, wh how do you come out with this theory? Yeah. First, like, where's the evidence, right? I don't know. Yeah, and when you start looking at a lot of those uh, individuals that share it because it's they, yeah. they'll share it in the in the internet right and yeah. you start looking at their evidence yeah it's hardly any there's oh, no right? so it's just yeah. like thinking about it but also what i think is also discrediting the knowledge that the mayan the egyptians had right that's that, smart, that yeah. really were smart very and they're still here with us with that knowledge that's been passed down yeah and i think uh, it's also discrediting their, their in a way their, yeah their for sure. uh, their hard work and their intelligence and, yeah. and their knowledge i yeah. think but the 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 not the um those theories are out there and, yeah. but we also have to be critical about how yeah. we see those those that information that's how no, I agree with you. I yeah. agree. Yeah, because so, it's it is critical thinking. Yeah, yeah. And where's your source? Exactly. Where's your <laughs> Where source? did it come from? Yeah. yeah. No. What is so, it? <laughs> I, so the reason why I came up, oh, I came upon that video is because I was ten years old, and I was watching. Um, I was super into, like aliens and stuff. Um, yeah. and I came across this guy, and he was talking about how, um, he he like showed a, a referencing video of a man that he used to work at Air Fifty One, and he heard from somebody else that they come from Orion's Belt. Um, and then I, I kept that in my mind, like whatever Orion's belt is. And then I went on a, a little like rabbit hole about planets and stuff yeah. like that. Learned about constellations. Because I used to be a Boy Scout. And one of the badges they gave me was 
with for astronomy because I spent the night at um like a little campsite with everybody and we looked at the stars at night. So I got my patch, whatever. Oh, cool. mm-hmm. And um, I watched another video and they were saying that the pyramids of Giza at a certain time of year they um they line up with Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. And you know Egyptians and aliens kind of have like a little tie for some reason with each other. But that's where I got that from. Yeah, you know the same um, um, the pyramids of Teotihuacan. Mm-hmm. They line up also with this Orion. The same one. Yeah, yeah that means isn't that isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, it, they, it, they're it so is. far from each other. Like, how did they know? Yeah, that's and and um, there's so much you could think about. Yeah. Like, oh wait a minute, it's not possible that they were thinking the same thing and yeah. they're thinking the same thing. So we tend to think like, wait a minute, there's yeah. some. Something outside influence. Uh, I don't know. You know maybe, what I mean? Like, yeah. But no, I think that they just saw the sky because you can see the same. Well, they probably saw so much that, yeah. we, that we couldn't even fathom to see now. In worldview, right? Like yeah. where do, but, they, but the Mayans believe that they come from those. Really? Yeah. And why is that? Do they like worship a yeah. god that comes from? Uh, they, they just think that they originated from there. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. It, it, Again, you could twist that around and yeah. and be like, wait a minute, this maybe they came from. <laughs> maybe yeah. But how did they get here? Uh, so, soccer practice. Hey, you good? We good? Yeah, we're good right now. Okay. Um, I have about yeah, we could still still good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So um, how did you uh, get into building your 1968 uh, Chevelle? Oh yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? Man, it's uh, <laughs> I think it's also again like an influence of when I um, again your experiences, right? And we don't think about this, right? Because I think we don't think as we do it, right? But it's now that you look back, mm-hmm. you know, well, I look back, it's like, wait a minute, at a young age, I, I worked at a body shop, really, Which like one? um, not here, but in Guatemala, oh, okay, and I, I. I was about nine. Nine? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Child labor, right? Yeah. <laughs> was it was it hard work? Did you enjoy well, it? Well, you know, we worked after school. Okay. Uh, and um, were you getting paid kinda, at least? Huh? Were at least getting paid? Uh, yeah. Okay. We okay, did. Okay, okay. We did. We did. Sure. Um, we're man. It's it's like we're kind of responsible in a way. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I look back, it's like. Okay, but I didn't want to go sometimes. Like, yeah. well, I want to go play. Yeah. Right? Nine years old. All your friends are playing. Yeah. In the, in the block, you know, the block. And you want to play soccer. You want to play whatever. But I had to go work. And the what that thing that my, they said, oh, well, it's teaching you something. Right? Yeah. It's like teaching something, right? But, and I worked on cars, like uh, sanding down cars, wow. prepping cars, like, Minimal work, I think. Not the whole. I mean, for a nine-year-old though, that's kind of that's yeah. Impressive. It was my yeah. brother, my younger brother, JC or Juan Carlos. Uh-huh. He worked also with me. My no all my my Luis also worked before us, and mm-hmm. now he didn't work when we were working. But but I think it was uh, you know we have some money, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. We had a back then. It was like a penny was something. Right? Really? Yeah. You buy like a candy, and being a kid, you twenty-five cents. It was a lot of That's money. twenty-five like, candies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll go and get choco bananas or something. Yeah, oh, that was nice. And, or like or orange crush, orange de crush or They call them coquitos as well. Um, ice creams like 
like ice, like, I don't know what they call it here, but uh, they would call it, they were ice, ice creams, right? But, uh, so I grew like up. Like the Otter Pops. Yeah. A bully? A bully. A bully. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're just ice and with uh, pretty much. Uh, was, it, was it a block of ice, like a little circle? Yeah. Oh, a raspado. A raspado, casi. Mm-hmm. That's what I call them. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, like, almost like a raspado. Um, so I grew up and I saw the the owner of the place used to swoop up their the cars like they, they had he used to race motorcycles really and and also he had a, a truck and I, I remember so I was around mm-hmm. a little bit about that yeah. fixing cars so mm-hmm. when I came here it's just also Miguel, right? Mm-hmm. Miguel, I think, was also responsible. I don't know if you met Miguel, but... I have, yeah. I've heard of him yeah. many, many times, though. <laughs> so he, uh, uh, with him, uh, we just started kind of thinking about owning a car. We started to work, uh, you know, again, working. Played a, a big part on this. And at first, I bought a, a, a 1956 truck. Remember that mm-hmm. one? It's a long, but it was a long bed. 1956 mm-hmm. Ford F100. Okay, I've heard of them. And then uh, it was a monster. It was like a, a 390, heavy, you know, like it was, it needed a lot of work. Yeah. And then I, uh, my friend of mine, Mikey, Mikey, uh, Mikey Paul, Paul right? mm-hmm. he uh, had this Chevelle. Oh, okay. And he wanted to buy another car and then he, I somehow we worked out a deal. Mm-hmm. I end up getting a, that Chevelle for five hundred bucks, but no way. But five hundred bucks was a little bit a lot of money, kind of that around ninety eight. I bought it ninety eight. Oh, it's still like for <laughs> now because now I because I went on Craigslist and I'm like because I, I forgot. Oh, I watched uh, Fast and Furious four, and I just got into cars. I just got my license, and I was like. I want an old car to work on that yeah. I'll have for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that one looks sick, and it was a Chevelle. Yeah. And I thought, uh, I think it was a, uh, dang, I don't even know. I have no clue. Yeah. But um, it was the more you know muscly version. At least they're all muscle version. Yeah. But it was a two door. Yeah. But I saw one on Craigslist, and it was twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, they're they're a lot of money now. Yeah. Like they're forty five thousand. Depends yeah. what the condition, right? But yeah. it's still like a beat up one. You can get like eight thousand. Yeah. Like, so I end up getting that for five hundred bucks, and I end up uh, just going to swap meets, uh, buying, putting it together, transmission. I work two jobs sometimes, wow. you know, like uh, summer jobs, and you know this. Like we we work and uh, end up buying, putting an engine. I end up getting a paint job on it. Was this a slow process or was it kind of like pretty like one after another? That oh, you it was a process. It was a long... Okay. Well, I own about 23 years now and second paint job. Oh, wow. <laughs> second, third engine. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, so it's uh, been through a lot. First, same transmission. Well, no, they had a power glide and now I have a turbo 350. Wow. It, it's a small block, a 400 small block. Mm-hmm. It's... It's decent, you know. It's like nice. I, the interior is nice. I mean, I could tell you that. Sound, it sounds sweet. Oh, yeah. I bet it does. I was, yeah. was going to ask how's the sound. Yeah, sounds sounds good. I mean, it ha- sounds healthy. Yeah. I. It's ongoing process, you know. Like I got to. The, now that I. It's well, it's almost there. Like little things like that. Yeah. I, 
work on and putting it together. But I got into it, I guess, again, like just exposure at a young age, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm able to, you know, use the wrench yeah. and be able to kind of take things apart mm-hmm. and that kind of transfer into, wait a minute, I could sand down the, the car with like prime it, you know, yeah. like and, and just get, you know, get dirty. And, yeah. and, and so um, I end up, yeah, I still have it, you know, like nice. uh, since from 1998. Have you, have you named it? Does it have a name? Not really. Okay. Uh, it's just that, you know, like, it was a kind of weak name. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Yeah. Like Orange Bees. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was kind of weak. But, That's uh, okay. But it was just because I, uh, at that time. But I don't call it that. Okay. I just, uh, I remember putting it um, one time. I was like, oh, when you're creating passwords and I come on, Orange Bees. Uh, okay. You know, okay. but it's nothing that I, I officially, I don't even have a name for a car. Okay, because most people will name their car like, yeah. you know, Real names like Julie or yeah, like a girl's name, huh? Yeah. Right. My uh, friend had a Mustang and um, or he needed Julie. I was like, why? But yeah. Uh, so um, now I, I don't think I, I I need to name my card or something, but uh, people do. Yeah. I know that if you look at uh, movies and yeah, and just friends that have yeah. So you I name your you name Eleanor your card? Oh yeah, what's that one movie? Yeah. Uh, Ellen, oh, Eleanor. Oh, that yeah, one. Mustang, with right? Nicholas yeah. Cage. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a cool car. Yeah. 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 Bullet. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you have you named your car or something? Uh, I, I named mine jokingly. I, so I have a little the Honda Civic. I don't know if you saw it. It's under a tree over there. Oh. But I it was my first car and I named it the Silver Bullet oh. because <laughs> I had long hair back in the day and my aunt she would tell me. Have you seen Bullet before? And I was like, No, what's Bullet? She's like, Oh, it was made in the '60s, but it's about a, a man that drives a cool Mustang. But she said, I, she said I looked like him because I had really long hair, oh, right. and um, that's why I needed, I needed that. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't call it that though. I don't call it to my friends. <laughs> yeah, let's hit the silver bullet. <laughs> I don't do that. It's hop on and I'll pick you up. I'll pick <laughs> you up. But um, yeah, not not specific. But uh, yeah, I, lo- I enjoyed doing it. You know, it's like something that sometimes. Um, Time goes by mm-hmm. sometimes, and they're like, wait a minute, I've been working on my car for like <laughs> two or three hours. You, know? <laughs> you just get lost, huh? Yeah, it's just yeah. something that I guess we all need. We all get lost in something, I guess. I don't know. Um, and my kids, I, I have three kids now, like, and they, they're like, Papa's working on, the, on his car again. <laughs> oh. I'm never going to finish my car, so get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I have one more question. It, um, I don't have a question, but he mentioned it that you're a, an Eastside Skaters alumni. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I mean, uh, it goes back to those nineties, uh, right? Nineties, uh, ninety. I mean, high school, yeah, high school days, yeah. like ninety. We, um, it's really a big part of uh, our friendship, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, also we, I met Cheese, yeah, Queso. 80, 90, right? Mm-hmm. Because like I got here 89, so and I moved to Colmar. I don't know if you know where Colmar is, right no, there on. That? You know Pet Boys, that those those uh, Pet Boys. Which one? Uh, the one on uh, Capitol and Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Right across the sh- well, 
on that side, there's uh, the some some uh, apartments there. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. It's cool. Colmar okay. and and um, rough, rough, yeah, you know, bit. rough times. Yeah. But uh, it was nice. Uh, I mean, I somehow I met you. I don't know. It was a I can't remember. Maybe probably in Augie's backyard. Yeah, we, we, yeah, actually, probably there, like wow. skateboarding. Yeah. And I give it, it, skateboarding, it's like, it was uh, a way for me to meet people and also to practice my English too. I always like try to find a, yeah. like, oh, wait a minute, I, I didn't, I, and I was communicating with other people that didn't speak in, uh, yeah. uh, Spanish. And, but Jose did. And then, mm -hmm. We definitely uh, became buds. Yeah, like brothers now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, so uh, I, uh, ESS was mainly, it kind of grew out of um, this friendship, you know, like uh, I think, and also skateboarding, obviously it's what brought us together, but also at that time we didn't, we didn't have skate parks that we see no, today. No. There's and, they're everywhere now. Oh yeah, and, and we didn't have that. And I think we used to go to Mervyn's Plaza mm -hmm. across the street with what used to be Kenny's. Now there's like oh. a Paisa, what was that? Paisa. El Paisa, the store. The, the store. Taco truck. <laughs> the taco truck. Yeah. Oh, is that what's this store? Yeah, it's called Paisa. Mi Rancho. Mi Rancho. Mi Rancho. Yeah. Paisa. El Paisa is the taco yeah, truck. Yeah. Taco truck. Okay. Yeah. They're 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 a collabo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but we, we met so many people, right? A and lot then, of people. Oh, man. It was uh, really um, great. You yeah. know, it was a, a place where we, we, well, we used to go and skate downtown. We used mm -hmm. to, sometimes we never took the bus. We used to skate all yeah. the way down there. Now it's like, man, that was far. That is far, <laughs> yeah. And we used to go to the flea market. We used to skate wow. to the flea market. Uh, we used to this, go to James Lake. Uh, we used to go Orfell. We used to go to all these places, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we just, people started to, I don't even know who created, yeah. who named it ESS, but uh, we, it was just a, a group of us, and there's still, a lot of us still around. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and and uh, we, we just, it's that skateboarding that brought us together, and... You know, we, we just. Clicked. I feel like like skateboarding kind of has like a, a an unspoken bond with people. Like I've been to skate park, so I used to skate years ago. But we go to skate parks. I would meet people because I was a shy I was a shy kid growing up. But yeah. once I, I was skating and I saw people skating too, it kind of just brought people together and it kind of took the shyness away. Because everyone that's at the skate park has one goal: just everyone wants is there to get better. Yeah. Unless you go to the more ghetto ones, there's people like you know like doing whatever <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I feel like skateboarding has like an unspoken bond with people. Yeah, it's um, and it teaches you something, right? You yeah. can use it as a way to learn like how we we go through life. Um, yeah. Sometimes we do good, and and we have to get up and do it again, and, and things like that, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's how uh, that's how that's how we develop our skills yeah. is to do things over and over and over. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think uh, uh, that that really solidified the way that we that we move around life right now is in order to do the things that we want to do really really good you got to do them over and over yeah. yeah so when we're doing a trick we're practicing a trick 
Yeah. What were we doing? We were doing it over and over until we landed it. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. and then whoa, go, you know, that, yeah. then that's that that's the trick. And moving forward, you know where to position your feet. Mm-hmm. You know how to flip it. You know how hard you have to kick the tail. Yeah. You know how you know where to land. How you know where to pick up your knees. Yeah. And stuff um, like that. In a no way, create. You're you're creating things, right? Yeah. Like you're landing things. You're creating tricks. I mean, you're landing tricks. You're developing or whatever. But you become creative. I mm-hmm. think uh, it develops that side of of. Because we all could be creative, but yeah. we have to harvest that, right? Yep. And then I think for me, and I think maybe also for a lot of skateboarders, it, it, it was, skateboarding was that, like we're developing that, being creative, you know, yeah. like, a, like creativity. Yeah. Uh, and and it is something that I think it taught me something. And I use it as a way to understand that sometimes we you know we fall yeah and we like i said before we get up and it's life you know like it's life and we could think about my journey as an archaeologist was not like okay i went to evergreen and then i went to uc santa cruz and then i went to and i got a, um, a job teach um, teaching right no it had to be like negotiations like uh I will pass this class and I will probably not. And, and it took me, a, it was a journey when it's still going on. I'm still developing mm-hmm. new new skills. I'm still, uh, it never stops, right? Until no. you probably die. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's the, the, the mindset, right? That you always, hopefully you're always going to be uh, looking for something that to, to fulfill that. I don't know. It's something that I think but maybe you get to a point when you get old. I don't know it yet. Maybe <laughs> that you're like, ah, I don't want to do anything no more, right? Yeah. But I think uh, as for now, uh, I use that. What I think it, it taught me and of uh, keep going, perseverance, right? Yeah. Like, uh, persevere and and yeah, I think that. Always progress. Progress uh, in a way, yes, or or f- refine it. You know, mm-hmm. refine things. Um, um, be, it's okay to be wrong. You know, yeah. it's okay to not be, you know, up to date with things. But I think um, just be listening also, like yeah. uh, listening again, like listening to people's stories, uh, empathy. I think and being um, uh, humilde, like I think also mm-hmm. has to do a lot with that too. Yeah, I, I could probably, from skateboarding to, to golf, yeah. now that I do golf, right? From skateboarding to golf. When I used to skateboard, I used to land the tricks. And sometimes you would feel yourself, oh, I landed that smooth. Yeah. Because you would practice it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And in golf, is kind of like me, like, like right now, and the same thing is sometimes when you're playing out there 18 rounds you might have like you know maybe a handful of good swings right but when i was skateboarding i had a handful of good landing tricks it was not like i was landing like perfect tricks all the time yeah so now you know it's it's kind of like just just keep doing it over and over and over and over until it's yeah but it's also you you're having fun yeah it's a big thing having fun right yeah 
and you get something out of it. And when I do translations, I get something. I, I enjoy doing it. You know, it's like fulfilling. I, yes, it's like, oh, man, this is really cool. Like, I could uh, think about, like, man, this person was writing this, like, in 1842. And, like, I could connect it to something that it was done the day after because there's letters that uh, follow up this letter or there's letters that are connected before. I don't know. There's so, like a, so I enjoy doing it. I think it's also about... I mean, and we, we know that if we like to do something, we'll keep doing it. Hopefully something healthy or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> because you can do something that is enjoyable and it might harm you, right? But also watch out for also what yeah. Would you get into it. I don't know. I'm not preaching here about... No, go ahead. You know, about, but also about if you're enjoying something, hopefully it's something that is not damaging your body yeah. or mind or something like that. Yeah. Something that it's, you know, yeah, neutral. In yeah, a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, are you are you okay on time still? I'm okay. Yeah, with uh, 15 minutes. Okay. I think. Um, I mean, what I what I enjoy hurts. I mean, it's, it's harmful. I I do boxing, but I get beat up quite a bit. <laughs> but I still go back. Right, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. I think so. Even when well, I even when I do get my butt handed to me, often it's fine. Yeah. But um, I don't know. The same thing, you know, progressing. That's just what sk- when I skated, I gave up because I just kept getting hurt bad where I couldn't do things. Huh. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take this passion into something else that I would yeah. enjoy. But when I was skateboarding, I would be I wouldn't even go to skate parks. I would just skate right here all night long for like from the moment I got home to I had to go to bed. Then I'd be like four oh, hours here, uh, in, in the street. In the street right here. Yeah, because I was I was young. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere mm-hmm. far away. Man. Yeah, but we you, were like we were like that too, man. Yeah, we yeah. yeah, we were we would skate in in the in the front yard. We yeah. would go to Miguel's house because it was kind of like a court. It oh, was yeah. rough. The street was like kind of. Oh, it hurt. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little, we tried to put a, a big old quarter pipe in the middle of the street in the right court, there. but oh, it was really? but it was it was it was not even blacktop. It was like you know it was a road. It was just rocks. <laughs> yeah, it was just rocks. Rocks mixed with asphalt. Yeah, yeah it was. I think rough, I still have yeah. rocks in my elbow. <laughs> and my, Probably and, and my and my hip. <laughs> To this day, um, there was yeah, one day. I was, when I, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, um, we. I remember those days that um, we spent. You've been your that curb that is still there I, on your inside your yeah, like garage. But now it's not a garage. It's oh your yeah, room. yeah. I stepped on it just when I came home from work today. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah it, we used to skate that, uh-huh. and it's still there. Is it all waxed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it has, it's all chipped and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know. It's just a st- it's it's just a step. Yeah. I think we learned a lot of tricks on that thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, also you, I, I always remember like how uh, welcoming his house was. You know, like oh yeah, we used to hold like uh, back then we used to hold like Street Fighter tournaments. Uh, oh we, really? Yeah, we used to like. Uh, borrow like Super Nintendos and, <laughs> wow. and, yeah, and we, go into my garage and, and we used to have like Street Fighter tournaments when we were not skating and then dang. do that and and then skate the curb at the same time whoever lost. <laughs> Wait, like 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 on the game or like physically Street Fighter? No, 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 big no. Game. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I was gonna say cause we because we because back then because back then it was Street Fighter was yeah, like yeah. a big thing, you know. Because I was gonna say we used to have. Um, it wasn't Street Fighters, but my friends and I, we would box each other in the front yard to see who was the superior one. <laughs> and oh. and next thing you know, we were just, because I don't know if you guys saw, but like in my front yard, it's just a giant square of grass. 
that was like our ring and I had like two pairs of gloves so I gave my friends here put these on we're gonna see who'd win and it was just us having fun we'd barbecue in the front and then next thing you know the neighborhood kids would be on the fence watching someone's mom would be down down here watching making sure no one got hurt <laughs> but yeah well, oh, so you've been doing it for a while, oh, boxing it. Well, I was into it, but I wasn't nearly as um, good as I am now. But see, like, it started yeah, when I you're, really, so. yeah. <laughs> you're really thinking about it, I guess. Yeah. And you're still doing it, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, well, that, games, you know, like, that was a big part of so yeah. video games. Like, and then, um, yeah, we used to buy a lot of. Turbo Graphic 16, remember that one? What's that? Yeah, see, it's a, it was a, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was Turbo Graphic 16. It was um, a game or was a console? A console. A con- really? Because you only hear of Nintendo and Atari. I never heard of that one before. Yeah, it was um, not that popular, right? No, kind of like, like the, like the Sega Genesis, you know? Yeah, like, okay. But it was still has some cool little chameleon kid, something like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to um, Mini Pops before? It's no. a it's a bar on Santa Clara Street, but they have old arcade games. Mm. Oh, I heard. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine he goes there. Yeah, whenever um, I go, I don't drink, but I play the games. I just take all the cash that I have laying around and I buy tokens. I stay in there for hours once we're just playing games. Mm-hmm. I heard about that one. Uh, yeah, Mini sounds Pop. fun. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. You guys good? We're good, man. I think yeah. I think we gotta go to soccer practice. Yeah, yeah. we're coming up, coming up on an hour and a half anyway, so we're good. All right. Oh hell yeah! But um, I appreciate you guys coming. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Well, yeah, no no problem. And I, uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me, and thank Cheese for connecting us. And then I think, uh, yeah, just a little bit about yeah, just uh, somebody from the east side yeah, uh, doing something that I think uh, I wasn't planned to do, but I guess I'm doing it now. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think, um, encouraging, I think, for other people maybe that want to do things and to keep yeah. harvesting that. And then even though sometimes it doesn't, you don't see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, Yeah. you'll get there, you know, like... Um, I'm speaking like just trying to yeah. encourage um, folks that it, it keep going because sometimes uh, they tell you that you're not cut out for it mm-hmm. and, and things like that and or that why was it that you're you have a book if you don't even know how to read you know mm-hmm. but if you don't try you're never gonna do it yeah. and, and I have some friends that uh, they said that to me you know that. Why do you even have a book mm-hmm. if you don't know how to read? You know, you don't know how to read. But I say, you know, if I don't try, I'm never going to learn. No. And I just, and I talked to a friend of mine um, that also uh, works in now at um, Evergreen, too. He's a skater. Oh. He was a professional skateboarder. Really? And he told me, yeah, and because, you know, like a lot of, Sometimes your friends that might tell you something and then you might get, you might think that it's true mm-hmm. and think for yourself, you know, that what's good for you, you know, like it, and not really think that what they told you mm-hmm. is true, you know, yeah. but it, and move forward. Yeah. 
And I think well, we kind of did that because we talked about it. We kind of did that, you know. Like, um, so, but again, like just, you know, move forward. Yeah, you know, I right? agree. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, guys, for uh, coming. Hell yeah. I, I really enjoyed myself. I hope you guys did, too. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 12 in the books. <laughs> Episode 12 done, yeah. Hell right. yeah. Thank you.